Hello gorgeous and welcome to the Swan Waters Healing Podcast. I'm Max Thompson, let's dive right in. Where we're at, not have that in, in situations where 
I would be absolutely distraught or so anxious, so scared of something. And as I was trying to, I was trying to explain it to you, so sure, you'd be like, sure, being my husband. And he'd be like, what do you want to have That's not even, that's not even remotely close to the situation I'm in right now. Um, uh, he would say it in a more helpful way. But the grounding process, like finding something you see, find something you feel inside, find something that you smell, um, is a wonderful way. I also often just take a grounding breath while I'm doing this. Because often, you know, just your, because the fight or flight is activated, like the heart rate goes out, and you're in Austin's that uh, breathing yourself. So, Taking that kind of breath that helps kind of calm that back down again. And I go into finding those things in my surroundings to focus on to kind of, you know, reattach to the reality of that. It's like, it's almost like describe it to yourself, right? Like, okay, what am I feeling? Not emotionally what I'm feeling, it's definitely an attraction. But it's attracted to me as a Fuzzies, it's firing, is it? Like, like really connect to that, to that sense that you're, um, that you're connecting to. So, find something that you see, find something to like feel, find something to smell. Um, if you're in that moment, uh, you could also like, if you have something that you can taste, um, that would work as well. But. Uh, you don't want to always start eating immediately when you want to be with your friends. So. Um, but even you know, having a having a sip of a drink and really considering also how does it feel? Like, how does it feel if it's a fizzy drink? Like, how does that feel in your mouth? And what does it taste like? And how does the taste of that? Like, it's about really consciously describing to yourself what the sensation is. Um, that helps you kind of calm that nervous system down again. Um, here's life lesson number two. Number two, self-talk is more powerful than most people realize. I started with beauty by just deciding the same thing. Nothing here can hurt me. I am in a lobby with my friend and drinking a soda. My abuser is not here. By forcing on reality and not the message brought into the head by the abuse, you can run to bring yourself back to the present, which is an essential skill whether you are having an attack or not. I know for years I wanted to a public place, I had problems with being afraid, you'd show up, no matter how illogical or remote that seemed. This kind of self talk helped me tremendously. Absolutely true. No, I do that. I, I don't do it as much. No, I used to do it all the time. Like, no, this is normal. Like, even like if, um, because my brain really sit in sometimes. And um, if I would see people that I felt maybe we can't push a little bit, I would really focus on that and on their presence and what they're doing and why they're looking at me. And nobody is looking. Like, for the most part, nobody's looking at you, right? Um, so that kind of 
rational override of you know, okay, we're here and then with this person and I'm doing this thing, everything's fine, if this is not here, you know, I mean um when when this was very spoken as well, you know, two people in the street who might share physical resemblance to one of my family members, then I was always going to talk about that, but we're in a different country than we are. You know, I mean, and since we moved, we moved overseas, and so, so that kind of coach yourself, rationalize that, um, and do it enough so that in the really hectic moments, it hurts. Like, I practice this also when I'm not too sleepy. I was like, I just check it out here and that and that and that. Um, because sometimes I'm mean, like, oh, I'm making sure you're doing this. So let me just have a sort of preemptive strike, practice what I was saying to myself to detect that point. Um, and that's sometimes helpful. I think practice can, can help us kind of train those coping skills. If we kind of practice these habits, when we're not super familiar, it can make it easier to pull them out at the time we're actually feeling quite panicked. So, here's life lesson number three from Aubrey. I learned the value and process of mindfulness. Mindfulness sometimes is perceived as some kind of Eastern philosophy number development. It's, in fact, the key to managing all aspects of your health. Mindfulness is thought in the usually as an emotional regulation and it's a broad application to things like eating, exercise, control of blood pressure, and many other life activities can be ignored. It also equips you to recognize red flag feelings and behaviors so you can head off your own triggers, which is an amazing way of empowering. Mindfulness, in fact, I find so um, important that I'm creating an entire model in the on this particular skill set. Where mindfulness is kind of interesting, so importantly in my healing process, and, and Aubrey touches upon that as well, is that it creates a level of self awareness where you notice when things start shifting emotionally or energetically, and you start, it, it helps you to feel the trigger go off. Before you get to that kind of tsunami level of overwhelming emotion and anxiety. So rather than feeling super anxious and not being entirely sure how you got there, because anxiety does usually it's not often one one sound or one smell that immediately sends you um, into that anxious state. It often, you, maybe let's say you smell something that triggers a memory that then builds that anxiety. There's often a period of time between that, which makes it sometimes difficult to understand what the real trigger is. I mean, sometimes it's just like if I see someone who bears a striking physical resemblance to my mother, for example, I don't understand that being the trigger. Why 
some of the toughest ones that I had to figure out was that I could get more artists to the supermarket and I couldn't work out why because there didn't seem to be a pattern to it until I realized that they sold a particular thing over that and I didn't go out and smell that because you can smell the different things that they have in the smell of that would start it off. And then if something else then piled onto it, I would go into one mode. But it took me a long time to really figure out what the process was. And what mindfulness, what the mindfulness process does is that you become much more aware of how our body feels on a day-to-day basis. And so we also are much more tuned into oh, wait, I'm feeling something. Something's changing. Uh, something's changing in my body. Not is usually where the anxiety starts. Because when you think about it, if you think about feeling anxious, you can probably tell me where in your body you're feeling that. Are you feeling that in your stomach? Are you feeling that in your chest? Are you feeling like we all feel that in different places? And so if you can practice uh, mindfulness, it's really not that hard. I'll, I'll make sure that I can do it. It's not really not that hard, but it's it's like it's something that you practice a little bit every day, and then you start becoming much more aware of oh, this is how I feel when I'm calm. It also means that you immediately notice when you stop feeling like that, and so then you can take action, step back, you can step away from what's triggering you, or you can take a moment to catch your breath, to calm your nervous system down a bit. That is one of the most important tools that I've learned on my healing journey, and that's also why I decided to do an entire module on it. Um, number four from Aubrey is giving yourself plenty of options for activities. Things you like, people you value, and ways to serve others are essential to taking your focus off yourself. That is, if you're constantly prepping for the next panic attack or overtaken by hypervigilance, thinking about your abusers around the next corner, keeping focused on other things will help you to relax. Despite the fact that I've already developed some workarounds, I need to start with hammer when I was hungry or hypervigilant, firing around backpacks or fireworks. Firewood, whenever I let Captain Crazy pop in my head, keeping my action open was incredibly important because I could find some relief just about any time, anywhere. I think this is super good advice, and um, and maybe something that I sometimes underestimate, but um, it's a good reminder. My self-care a lot of times focuses on finding some space with myself. I'm uh, a bit of an introvert that way, and I need to turn around to recharge and regroup. Um, but at the same time, there's a risk to, to like look into, into yourself when you're not feeling well, and you can kind of get stuck in this weird overthinking rabbit hole, like it really takes you down a rabbit hole. And um, sometimes it's good, especially when you're feeling poorly, 
to do something that is not about you processing those feelings and thoughts. As counterintuitive as that might seem, I'm not saying don't deal with them at all, but sometimes taking a break from that and doing something else, doing something with someone else or for someone else, just to kind of break the stream of consciousness that can help you then when you come back to it to think about it differently or productively in terms of your feelings. Um, rather than going down the rabbit hole, it takes you back up out of the rabbit hole and and then when you come back to it, you may find that your body's already done some of the process. And so you're not feeling the stress in your body anymore, which means that you can make a lot more sense of the emotions, the thoughts, the memories that were going through your mind. So for me, that, and I sometimes forget to do that. And so when we got our little cat um, a few years ago, that was one of the reasons that they suggest that you get a pet because um, I didn't know what people in the place where we lived at the time. And so when I would feel sooner, when I would feel going down that rabbit hole, what I would do is just grab a toy and play with my cat for a bit. And it would focus my attention on her rather than on my own thoughts. Um, and it kind of snatched you out of kind of that downward spiral. So, yeah, it's good to be reminded of that. Mm. Of that being an actual strategy rather than just something that I do. And I'm sorry, I paused there, but I had to scroll down to number five. The power of visualization is also something I vastly underestimated before learning to compete. I want to visualize myself in fun, relaxing on the beach, reaching my wildest career goals, and more. By creating a rich and rewarding set of visualizations, I could focus on my future without every expert without went. I'll try that again. Ah, by creating a rich and rewarding set of visualizations, I could focus on my future, which every expert says is the underlying difference between those who are truly successful and those who are not. Yeah, that's a, that's really interesting. Um, I love a little visualization. I love some daydreaming. Um, I sometimes <laughs> say to I say to my husband, I'm like, "What if we win the lottery tonight? What would we do?" And uh, he he said to me, "We the dreams. I always I always say that. And um, that's just fantasy." And I was like, but "That's the point. The point is." What if we take away, you know, because often when we start daydreaming, we think about it, we really, really want. We come up with all these reasons why we didn't, and money being a big example of one of those things that we put on our dreams. Like, I don't have the money to do that. So, by saying, like, well, if I would win the lottery, this is what I would do. You take that money out of the equation, and you just fantasize about what you want and what your dreams are. And, and, you know, you kind of take a little bit of that, that part, you switch that part of your brain off that as consciously trying to solve problems of why that wouldn't work. And uh, I think it's a lovely way because it not only um, 
I mean, it's, it's just a fantasy, right? But it also will give you some hints about, wait a minute, it, there's going to be something that you say that you do not, that you would do when you're in water, that all of a sudden you think, oh, but wait a minute, I could actually do a form of that, or I could actually implement some of that in my life right now. So it gives us inspiration as well of how we want to change our lives and what, we, what changes we would like to when the thing with healing from anything, uh, including abuse, the thing about it is that it often shows itself in making small changes in our lives, in, in breaking through small habits, one bit at a time. It's not like healing is sometimes that euphoric feeling of, oh, I really, something really clicked into place for me. Like, I was a huge insight. I was a huge breakthrough. Oh, it happens. Um, it's also sometimes, oh, I have to dig through this big negative memory that I have to deal with, I have to figure out what it is exactly that I'm remembering. But what I find dealing with a lot of the time is just figuring out how I want to improve my life. And then finding out small steps that I can take towards that. So one of the things, for example, that I really felt that I needed to improve my health and well-being and my triggering and PTSD is part of that as well, is that I felt I need more rhythms in my life. I need to have because I work from home. I need to have a reason to get up in the morning, I need to have a reason to stop working for about in the afternoon and go out and do something. And so, um, after a little bit of uh, thinking about this, I said, do it. We need to get dog. And we did. Uh, I took a little while to actually get the dog, but I was like, I need to have, like, the cat is nice, and I love it the best, and I wouldn't, and no one can have her if it's mine. But she also doesn't mind. <laughs> uh, she doesn't really mind if I. Most of what she does is sleeping anyway, whereas the dog well insisted on walks, which is, you know, fair enough. Dogs are a bit more uh, rhythmed animals uh, in the sense that I have to get up and out of the house. Um, but the cat has to get up and give it food and, and that kind of stuff, but you know, it doesn't require me to actually leave my workspace. So that was, that was kind of a tweak that we wanted to make in our lives because we felt that it had benefits to our health. And, and on the surface of it, that might not seem like something that's about healing and self-improvement and personal growth, but it really is. And there's, a, there's so many small steps that we take on that healing journey. And where they often begin is when we start daydreaming about what we would like our life to be. Because as soon as we start dreaming about this, and I'm sorry I took a long way around from making this point, but once we start dreaming about how we would like our life to be, it gives us clues about how we can change our lives now to get from where we are to where we would like to be. So yes, daydream, visualize, think about where you would want your life to be. And take out all the restrictions. 
So if you're one of the people that like, goes like, oh, but I don't have the money for that, if that out by saying, like, if I would win the lottery tomorrow, this is what I would want to do. Um, it's just a trick to, to get your brain out of that conversation. So that was both operate and my own thoughts on how you can cope with feeling. Um, PTSD, anxiety, or, you know, those kind of things. Um, I hope that was useful for you. And uh, if you want to learn more about PTSD, what it does, how it works, and uh, how you can cope with it, and how you can start rewriting self-esteem, all that information is in the Healing Academy in the PTSD module. So if you want to have access to that, do sign up for the Healing Academy on swanwaters.com slash healing-academy. And um, I hope to see you there soon. Bye. If you enjoy these podcasts and want us to keep going and keep creating free resources to help you on your journey, please consider making a donation to the Um, You can just go to my website, 